0: Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, friends, we have a great show for you. Uh, First, to all my American friends, happy Thanksgiving week. That's tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I hope that whatever you're doing, you're surrounded by friends and family and truly get to be thankful for all that God has blessed you with. Uh, all my friends around the world, we'll just be eating turkey and dressing all week and watching football and doing all the American things. You guys, I had a great week last week. I don't know if you saw on Instagram. I spent the entire last week at the um, United States-Mexico border. I was in San Diego and Tijuana, and I traveled there as guests of Women of Welcome and World Relief. Both of these are two organizations that I love and support and think you should follow them and be educated the same way I was. If you're ever wondering, I just wish I knew a little bit more how to think about status with immigration and what does that look like and how do we have biblical hospitality? Well, I highly suggest you follow Women of Welcome and World Relief. Both of them are doing amazing work. And I had the opportunity to travel there with them the first half of the trip. We took a small group of happy hour listeners. So, shout out to you guys who were with us. It was so great. And then the second half, I invited a bunch of friends who were leaders in their own spaces and just wanted them to come along and get to learn alongside me with Women of Welcome and World Relief. It was really, really a phenomenal trip that it's hard to put into words. Uh, But today we're back and Thanksgiving is tomorrow and we have a great show today. Dallas and Amanda Jenkins are here on the show today. Uh, You may recognize the name Dallas Jenkins if you're a happy hour listener because he has been on the show before. He created uh, the TV show The Chosen. And if you have been living somewhere under a rock and never heard of it, Today's your day to go check it out It's a TV show on the life of Jesus It's called The Chosen And great show to watch with your family uh, For some reason The Chosen has become my on the road TV show So it's something that I watch when I travel I download it to my iPad I watch it in hotel rooms I just really really love it Well upcoming they have a Christmas movie show thing musical experience it's so amazing in the theaters this december in fact tickets are on sale this week you can go look online look up christmas with the chosen and you'll be able to find movie tickets and hopefully they will be near you where you can go see this phenomenal experience we talk about it in the show today we also talk about what it means to make Christian films and how to be a filmmaker in a world that for so long, uh, people within the church have, have often said, oh, Hollywood, they're the evil people. Well, what if we really didn't think of it that way? What if we thought about how do we have Christians making great content? And so Dallas, Amanda, and I talk about that today. Guys, I am just grateful that you're here every single week. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for listening to The Happy Hour. If you missed last week's show, it was Scott Kadersha. Uh, We talked about marriage. We talked about football as well because I can't help it. He's a Baylor fan. And then the Friday before that was our series on pornography. If you missed that, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. We had Sam Black and Jessica Harris and Chris McKenna on the show. And there's something for all of us in those three episodes. All right, you guys. Here is my conversation with Dallas and Amanda Jenkins. And then join us next Friday. Jackie Hill Perry is rounding out November for us. Dallas, welcome back to the happy hour. And you brought a special someone today. Amanda.
1: Yeah, the first time felt incomplete. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think you were like, if you're going to come back, can you please bring someone uh, better and more attractive? And so I am oh, like, yeah, hey, I delivered.
0: Okay. <laughs> Amanda, welcome to the happy hour. Glad to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are here, Dallas and Amanda Jenkins, on the Happy Hour today, um, guys. If people don't know anything about the Chosen or what you do, introduce yourselves to us. Maybe give us a little bit. Tell us about your family. I know you guys are are new to Texas in the past couple of years, but tell us about your family so people can get to know you a little bit more.
1: Yeah, we moved to Texas two years ago because Texas is where we film uh, the Chosen, and uh, Amanda and I are right now in our studio on The Chosen lot. Uh, like and, two
2: miles from our house, which is yes, helpful.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, because the first couple seasons of The Chosen, which uh, is a multi-season show about the life of Christ, uh, told primarily through the eyes of those who knew him. And uh, it, the season four uh, was recently completed and will be coming uh, out in a couple months. Uh, first, before that, will be our, our, our Christmas special that we're doing, which we can talk about at some other time. But point is, um, the first two seasons, we lived in Illinois, but we're filming in Texas and in Utah. And that was just not, uh, not working. It was not
2: working. Not working uh, on the home front.
1: Yes. And, you're uh, like
0: living two different lives. It's like sometimes yeah. you're here. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So you picked yep, up the, the whole family, family and moved to Texas. Yeah. Bless our
2: children. Yes. We picked them up. They. Uh, I would say willingly but so <laughs> sad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. so sad. It was so hard. Um two kids came to Texas still in school, two off to college. So it was it was just interesting. Yeah. And-
1: we have four kids, three biological like you, we are also an adoptive family, so our fourth is adopted. He's still in high school at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um our our other daughter just went she's now a freshman at Liberty with her older sister and our oldest son um graduated from liberty Since last
2: graduated and la- came home yeah uh,
1: last spring so so now right as as i speak to you we've got two kids at home our oldest and our youngest our middles are in college
0: this is a whole new world that my husband and I have just entered into this where, well, our son, our oldest, is a freshman. Well, no, he would kill me if I said that. He's in his second year of college, but he's at Texas State, which is right down the road in San Marcos. And so he's at Texas State and then I have three more in high school. Well, I just want to say, Amanda, as a long as a lifelong Texan, we welcome you to the great state Thank of you. Texas. <laughs> and I'm you. sure you have learned <laughs> that people in Texas are very proud to be from Texas.
2: Very proud and really warm and loving and wonderful. Like it's really, like the people are pretty great. People are pretty great. The heat, not so much. The people are- Oh my gosh,
0: you guys, the heat this summer. Do you guys film in the summer? Do you record and shoot in the summer? Uh, Yes, (laughs) unfortunately.
1: Um, More than you want to. When you, when when you find yourself in Utah for the latter part of our shoot and it's a hundred degrees in Utah (laughs) and you're out in the fields, in the sunlight and you're saying, Oh, what a relief! <laughs> oh um, gosh, you know that there's a problem in Texas, so in Texas. we we do try to avoid <laughs> yeah. um, filming during the, the the worst of it. Um, we, we try to avoid filming outdoors during the worst mm. of it, because it because when you're talking twelve hours with no protection, um, it's it, it's really wow. really brutal. And we actually did last year uh, for season three, we filmed a scene of the feeding of the five thousand. And over the course of three days, ten thousand chosen fans uh, came out, uh, split up into four, groups of you know four thousand per day, and uh, for this scene, and we had multiple. I mean, we had three medical person you know teams on set, and they were active every twenty minutes. I um,
0: I believe it. I believe it. Yeah,
1: helping helping the some of the peeps, the fans who were sitting in the field. Uh, you know to just live ne- yeah. needing, needing help needing <laughs> help in to, yeah, <laughs> so, to survive the so, scene yeah,
0: my yeah, friend exactly. uh here in town she's a filmmaker and she did, they did a, they shot a film this summer uh both my kids were involved my son wants to be a filmmaker uh he's like i said at texas state studying film and then my oh, cool. one of my other sons is an actor and they shot in the summer and they had one of their uh directors like got heat stroke i mean it was terrible yeah. she told me just the other it's day real. she said never ever again will i ever shoot a film in the summer in texas it is brutal yeah. so yeah. kudos to you guys I kudos to you said
2: that Multiple seasons in a row, and, <laughs> and then you find yourself out there, out there out again, <laughs> yeah out yeah. there, yeah, but we
1: do have a lot of uh, we do have a lot of things in place to 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 protect ourselves, so not not to turn this into a discussion of weather, but we we uh, we haven't lost anybody so <laughs> oh good, 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 locked. good,
0: good. okay, well, let's talk about the chosen uh, if anyone's been living under a rock or did not hear you last time you were here, at dallas uh, in twenty twenty one chosen is this. Phenomenon. I don't know if that's a word that you guys would use that I don't know if you ever could have seen coming, but it feels like every season, like some shows, I don't know if you guys feel this way. Sometimes you're watching shows and you're like, I like the first two shows, two episodes, and then it kind of died out. I feel mm-hmm. like the fan base that you guys are gathering season after season is multiplying just like Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves. I feel like, look at that. I'm such a dork. I feel like <laughs> it's just getting bigger and bigger. What do you guys think about this? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it is getting bigger and bigger. Um, it f- it fits into our ethos, though, to answer your question, when you say, what do you think of it? Um, I happen to be wearing my, my T-shirt right now that says five and two. And uh, the and percent in the middle has a little, like a loaf and then a little fish because mm. we're, we're clever that way. But <laughs> our whole ethos, our lives were changed, Amanda's and mine, dramatically by the story of the feeding of the five thousand and a lesson that we were given by a guy across the world who felt led by God to share with us. It's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's only to provide the loaves and fish. And so that truly changed our lives, that concept. And how that has played itself out is that at every step of the chosen, we have been willing to do the thing that doesn't seem to make sense, that might not necessarily be... um, by the world standards, uh, normal math, um, or or traditional decision. And we also have not had expectations. So when we bro- put our five loaves and two fish together, Amanda does uh, nearly all of our writing, our extra biblical, um, extra biblical, <laughs> I want to say that word because sometimes we get in trouble for that word, our non-show content, non-show you know, content. like our Bible study, our devotional yeah. book. In fact, our, her work is actually
2: more biblical. Uh, more rooted. <laughs> it's super biblical. Yeah, it's super yeah. biblical
1: than even the show. But our um, Bible studies, our kids' books, and all that kind of stuff. She does that full-time um, and was also a partner with me in the whole project. Um, but with with the show itself, the making of the show, we deliver the very best that we can. We make sure that our five loaves and two fish are healthy and good and well-baked and well-caught you know, caught and whatever. And we hand them to God and the transaction is over. Mm. The fact that the show has grown so huge around the world we can legitimately say without arrogance because we can say wow that's amazing we're watching that happen too yeah. that is really mm-hmm. fun to watch right but it would be just as crazy for us to tell people look what we've done look what the, mm-hmm. look what we're accomplishing as it would have been for the boy who delivered the five loaves and two fish to come home to his parents and go i fed five thousand people today <laughs> mom um that would be crazy and so what do we think of it? We think it's really cool. Pretty cool. We love the, the the stories we're hearing of impact. It would be a problem if we were hearing the show is growing and now people don't need to read their Bibles because mm. they watch the show. Or now people have something that can you know, be their, their new foundational relationship with God. Mm-hmm. What we're hearing over and over again is people saying, I am reading my Bible more than ever. Mm. I am now back in church. Some of the church hurt that I've had has been healed. Some of my questions about my disability or my doubts or my um, my struggles, I now feel seen more than I have, and now I'm seeing Jesus more clearly. Now I'm reading my Bible more clearly. All of that that's what's exciting about it. Um, and, and there it,
2: th- and there are things. Let me just add to that. There are things that. That the content even itself can't do. So the content's really great and Dallas and the writers are great and the actors are great and our crew's great. All that's true. But there are things that God is doing as in not just reaching large audiences, but reading, reaching specific audience, like special mm-hmm. needs, the special needs community and mm-hmm. children and older people who the show moves pretty fast. Like the guys are pretty influenced by like current content in the mm-hmm. world. You mean and,
1: the content of the show? The, show, the storylines yeah. are like yeah, not easy is- to Always it's, easy to follow. It's and,
2: moving, and it's they, they've got accents, and it's mm-hmm. it's nuanced, and there's history, and 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 then we'll hear that these communities that we never thought we would be able to reach are not only um, enjoying the show, but like actually understanding the show mm-hmm. and having their own relationship with Jesus impacted, and that is stuff that you go, there is no way. Yeah, we're not that good. That's right. Yeah. This right is, is all God. Yeah, that's just the Lord doing a, a cool thing that we all
1: get. Yeah, to we are providing our loaves and fish. So I, I, always, I always try to tell people this. You know, we we don't like to overcorrect, and 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 when you hear people say, uh, "God does it all," I'm just here. Mm-hmm. We are responsible for our part. <laughs> You're we, working hard include. and
0: bringing your good well, fish and your just, good loaves. <laughs> you <know>, in hundred <laughs> yeah. degrees, my yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he
1: he he could do it all himself, but he mm-hmm. throughout the Bible chooses to include us and, and, and demand stuff of us. And he said, mm-hmm. I need food when he was feeding the five thousand. He could have just had it all appear from nowhere. Right. He's like, I need food. Will someone please bring mm-hmm. me some food? Yeah. And he raised Lazarus from the dead. You go roll the stone away. You unwrap his garment. Like he, you know, he involved <laughs> you need to you need to strike the rock in order for the the sea to part. Mm-hmm. So we we are still responsible to do our part, but but the multiplication, the impact on people that goes beyond normal. Uh, we, 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 definitely are going, wow, this is, we're not this good. So yeah. this is, this is fun and uh, sober.
0: Friends, maybe you are building your kid's library at home, or maybe you're looking for books to give for baby shower gifts or early birthday parties. I want to know that this is a book that's going to encourage your kids NASCAR legend and New York Times bestselling author Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s second children's book features an entertaining off-road adventure story that teaches kids how to handle difficult emotions, starring Buster the lovable race car. In Buster Gets Back on Track, Buster and the rest of the punchy motorsports team need to ace some brand new moves at racing school. But when Buster struggles during practice, he gets hot under the hood and accelerates out of there. After he turns down a path in the woods, Buster discovers a racing team unlike any he's encountered before. These large military vehicles know a thing or two about keeping cool under pressure. Will Buster's off-road challenge show him how to stay calm even when things go wrong? Or will Buster's emotions spin out of control? Share Buster's empowering message of never giving up, perfect for preschool and elementary age kids. Go to DaleJunior.com slash Buster. That's D-A-L-E-J-R dot com slash Buster, B-U-S-T-E-R, and help build your kids' library today. You guys just wrapped season four, like you mentioned, and um, I'd love to ask you just a couple questions, even though it's not out yet. I think it comes out early 2024. Am I right about that?
1: Season four comes out, uh, near the end of, uh, like early, early February, late January. 2024,
0: we, have a, yeah,
1: yeah. 2024. we have a Christmas special that we're doing. That's coming out in a few weeks, um, uh, a couple of weeks, but, but yeah, that's the current. The current
0: okay. Uh, before I get to season four, cause I want to ask you a couple questions, uh, directly about that uh, season. Let's talk about the Christmas special. Now you guys released a Christmas special in 2021 and I sat in the theater with my family and literally ugly cried my way through the entire thing I have I I, my husband at one point looked at me and he was like you know the story like what is wrong with you and I'm like (laughs) I don't know I I was literally moved I just got chills again thinking about it the Uh way that the songs and the story I mean it was it was it was very art. it was beautiful art is what I what I felt Mm -hmm. about it so tell me about this Christmas special what makes it different than the last one
1: so this is really interesting um the show started, The Chosen was not only birthed by the failure of a big movie that I released and it bombed at the box office and we were wondering if we'd ever, you know, do another project. And I genuinely surrendered my career to God and said, I'm willing to do whatever you want, even if that means not making movies. I dusted off a short script that I and my co-writer had written a couple of years before that we put on the shelf because I was doing this Hollywood movie. And it was a short film about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. Okay. And I did I was doing that for my church and I filmed it on a short I filmed it on my friend's farm in Illinois 20 <laughs> minutes from my house and it was 20 minutes long and uh it was intended solely for my church. And that short film about the shepherds got in the hands of a streaming platform and long story short it became the pilot episode and the, the 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 method through which people wanted to invest it kind of became the concept pilot for for the show. Well, flash forward a couple of years, I then did, after season two, I did The Messengers, which is what you saw in theaters, which is the story of the birth of Christ from the eyes of Mary and Joseph. And, um, and it also included a flash forward to uh, older Mother Mary and older Mary Magdalene, and they're meeting during the beginning of the early church, and they're reminiscing about the birth of Christ, and Mother Mary is sharing with Mary Magdalene. Her Magnificat, mm-hmm. which she hadn't shared with anybody. And she's like, please deliver this to Luke. So
0: good. And Maybe it, that's no, when I you. lost <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. just so no, much. No, I no, Like, as soon as he says it, I still I almost got choked up. Yeah, I almost got choked up just now. So, so, anyway.
1: What, I literally what, have
0: the, chills over my entire body, you guys. It's <laughs> so good. Okay, keep going. Yeah.
1: Well, this is a good announcement. People should watch it then because they're <laughs> even just talking about it. Gets <laughs> but what I would say is what, what, and and over the so we've done two Christmas specials. We did the first one was was the shepherd. We played the shepherd with ten music artists performing songs on the set, our set in Utah. Then the second one was the messengers, the, and, and we did that with with artists you know coming in. Um, what we've done is now this is really cool. It's so cool. Yeah, it's
2: cooler than I thought it would be. By the way, yeah. I did not okay. Think would be we've cool. we've
1: we've, just cool. we've combined the shepherd and the messengers. Okay. into one mm-hmm. one story. One so okay. we have taken footage from five, six years ago and footage from just a couple of years ago and blended them together. Now they, they will look different because again, I was filming this on a farm in Illinois. So <laughs> so and and then the second one I was filming on a massive set in Utah with, you know, a uh, mm-hmm. million dollars in artistry. Yeah. So we but we have blended them together and the stories are 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 so seamless. And so now you're seeing it through the shepherd's viewpoint and the Mary and Joseph viewpoint and then they come together and they meet because we filmed with those actors like the actors who play Mary and Joseph we filmed with them back on my farm in Illinois and and then filmed with them again separately with the messengers and so now like it's and
2: To be honest a little inside or, or behind the scenes, I would say, like we geek out a little about this stuff too, because yeah. we didn't know, like we didn't mm. know what God was going to do. And even when yeah. He did the messengers, I don't think we really there was some thought as far as like building on what had been done in the pilot episode. But when we saw it come together, it was just another one of those moments that you go, only God can do that kind of thing. right. Only God yeah. can like work. Yeah. Like there's a
1: moment, there's a moment when the baby is born, to, and we're with Mary and Joseph in the in the stable and they're together. And we're going to, we're in a close up, and he pulls the baby out and he's looking at the baby. And we cut to the film, the footage that I filmed five years earlier where Joseph is, wa- oh, sorry, the, the shepherd is watching from a distance mm-hmm. and he's seeing the baby born that we filmed several years later. And, and it, it it looks. I remember when like I saw you it. You couldn't the airplane,
0: have planned it perfectly. I, I'm oh. even
1: choked up now. But I, I watched in the airplane and went, "Oh my word!" And I like started to cry. And I showed it to a man, and she started to cry. So, so, so wow. there's that. That's all great. And then we took kind of the greatest hits of the first two specials. So some of the music: uh, Zach Williams doing "Go Tell It on the Mountain," so good. Phil Wickham and Maverick City Music and Brandon Lake doing "Joy to the World." Brandon Lake's gratitude. Some songs. Okay, Brandon Lake's
0: gratitude. Know. I, that I also lost it in that in that as well. Yes, I mean, thanks. I had yes. I had never heard that song before. I don't think until right. that That's moment. And so, my husband also was like, "Do you know this? Is this why it's so moving to you?" I'm like, <laughs> "I've never heard this, and I can't stop crying."
1: Yeah, and that song had been out for a year, and when we put it on our Christmas special, it it went to number one yeah. on the charts.
2: Okay, and can I just share a quick side just for fun? We yes. were just recently in, in Brazil, and we attended a worship service. And they sang mm. gratitude in Portuguese. Yeah. I it was too much. Except so so ever so we're singing in English. They're singing in Portuguese. I'm crying. It's amazing. And then we get to the hallelujah, which is like the same in every language. I, it's too much. Yeah. It's just amazing to be, to see what's happening, yeah. what God is doing around the world.
1: And I'm able to text Brandon. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm about to share about the chosen at this church. And yeah. we just sang your song yeah. that exploded because of the, ch- and, and I'm mm. texting, I'm going, we're singing your song in Portuguese. Right? So cool. It was awesome. Yeah. So then here's another cool thing. Andre Bocelli uh, is a fan of the show. And, um, one of the, you know, if not the greatest, he's on the Mount Rushmore of great singers of all time. And, uh, he, we recorded him performing O Holy Night in Italy. Um, and that music I, video is going to be in the, much. in the special along with these other greatest hits. So Andre Bocelli singing O Holy Night in Italy, uh, and, and uh, along with the, 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 the birth of Christ, the nativity scene. We have also two new, um, monologues. I know you've seen the monologues in the past. That we did for these Christmas God. specials that were unbelievable. In fact, Amanda actually does one of them. Uh, Yay, yeah, oh, yeah, Amanda. It's, it's, it's a collection <laughs> of greatest hits. It's a, it's a it's kind of a fun, you know, fan based experiment that actually worked so well that it now operates yeah. as something that newcomers can see. So, if you've never seen The Chosen, this is a great entryway into it because it's the nativity story, and it's got yeah. all these. It's got five or six extraordinary musicians performing unbelievable songs. The ones that were most resonant, the ones that the fans most uh, were excited about uh, in the original. Um, specials. We're so excited! We're yeah.
0: clearly so excited. You guys, yeah. I am clearly so excited <laughs> right now. We're recording this in <laughs> September, and I am like, is it Christmas yet? Because I cannot wait. And you know, oh it's—I just feel like I got a little insider baseball behind this as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, really yeah, and
1: it's going to be in theaters in just a couple of weeks. Because uh, if you're listening to this now uh, in November, it's it's, uh, it's coming out in theaters. So just you know, check your local listings, as they always like to say. Nope, but this is this is something you want to see with with other people because yeah. of the joy of the Nativity, and then some of these songs are like, like there's been theaters and I'm not exaggerating that started singing along and, you know, like yeah. worshiping, uh, yeah. I'm getting emotional thinking about <laughs> it. <know. I, laughs> um, but in the first couple times, and it's it's uh, this is this is really cool, yeah.
0: guys. I I'm not just saying this because Dallas and Amanda are here. Like my husband, if he was here, he would he would agree. I bawled my eyes through it because there is just something, and this is what you guys are doing with the chosen so much. And in fact, it's funny. I was just working on an edit for a book I'm doing, and I I mentioned the chosen, and my editor was like, "I think you should take it out." I don't know, like what's gonna what's it gonna look like in 20 years? And I was like, "I think it's still gonna be around, you guys." Like I think we can leave this in here. But the thing I love about it is it takes something that for me as a believer who's been following Jesus I was 21, it takes stories that I've read a thousand times again and again and again, and your eyes can almost just read them and you just skip over yeah. it and stuff. It makes it come to life. And so it's like you're taking pages on the paper. And I know that's what you guys do as filmmakers and directors is you're taking things on a paper and making them come to life. I want to ask you one more question about this Christmas special. You know, I think, um, over the last couple of years, there's been a really big, I would say increase in faith-based movies, not being cheesy. I I hope that that is not offensive. I think that you would probably agree. You guys are a part of that. So there's that. And so I think there's just this idea of, we can bring our friends to the theater. We can bring our friends and recommend this TV show, knowing that it's not going to be like, oh gosh, this is lame. You know, two questions for you. Number one. Why do you think that's happening right now with with arts and faith? like what's what's the push for that? And number two, what is your hope for putting um the chosen in theaters in this ma- huge mass market, not just on TV but in theaters? So two questions for you.
1: Sure. so uh, to the first one, I do think that the the faith space, the Christian community, has been so far behind not just in the execution of, of faith-based stories, but in the development of people who can tell them. Mm-hmm. When I was growing mm-hmm. up um, it was Hollywood was considered evil and not something you're a part of. It would seem to be okay to encourage people to be missionaries to Africa and third world countries, but not to Hollywood, not to mm. culture. And I think we just conceded the pop culture uh, conversation to others. And then started complaining about how like, you know, 95% of Hollywood is made up of people who don't share your values. And you're like, well, whose fault is that? It's not like, (laughs) yeah, it's not like Hollywood is some, some, um, you know, room that only allows certain people in, Mm -hmm. um, anyone can make movies, anyone can make television shows, anyone can start a network, anyone can, can uh, start a theater chain. Um, so we just didn't take it seriously. Well, now I mean, colleges have film programs and, and media programs and uh, the, the, the youth of, in the faith space are seeing it. And, the, and every time something comes along that uh, like a young Christian filmmaker potential would like, like, so your son, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, it's similar to, I, 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 know, I know there's a lot of different factors here, but just track with me for a second. It's similar to when Tony Dungy and Lovie Smith as black mm-hmm. coaches in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears versus the Colts. Yep. People were going, okay, like, mm-hmm. like, wow, I can, I can be a coach. If, if there, mm-hmm. there were young, I'm sure young black men around the country going, wow, okay, it's possible to not just be a player, I can be a coach. Mm-hmm. And then the, to start that process, to start studying and 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 making connections and and networking with that in mind, mm-hmm. it's a similar thing with with any kind of new thing. It's like, oh, wow, you can have a good faith based movie. Mm. Maybe as an f- aspiring filmmaker, I don't have to give up my faith mm-hmm. um, in, in the context of my art. Mm-hmm. And so, but I do
2: love the picture of of it takes time to develop. And so, mm. we're I think we're finally seeing some fruits of that development. Mm. Our son too, film major. Your son mm-hmm. itself. It's it seems like we're less afraid of sending our children now into that world and it's so much more accessible to it's on your phones it's on your computer so it's Mm -hmm. it's actually not quite as localized as it used to be which Mm -hmm. um opens it up to so many more people but i do love the idea that christians are starting to realize like we have to develop these skills this isn't i think for some reason um the arts is something that people think they can just step into. So there's so many people that will say and, and from a really sweet place but like oh i've i've never done it a day in my life but i'd love to be an actor Is there mm-hmm. any opportunity and and you're just like holy cow people hone their craft for yeah. years and, mm-hmm. and and take classes and and go out and take risks and 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 in the same way i feel like we're now on the On the cusp of Mm -hmm. uh, our little people that we're developing, you know, a whole new generation is at least Mm -hmm. my hope that now we're about to release some new talent.
0: I love that, Dallas, and I never thought about it before what you just said. Um, I'm 45, so we're probably in the similar age bracket. And when I was growing up, it was like, those are the evil people. So we're going to stay away from them, and we're going to just kind of be in our little bubble over here. and what we've seen now is the the fruit of that is a lack of good Christian people who are making great films. And I love how you said earlier, you you alluded to, I knew I was going to ask you this, but you said, we have to bring our good work to the table. Like we're not just showing up with this crappy film set and all kind of stuff and saying, okay, God, make this amazing. Like we're working hard at it. And this this spring, I I was able to take my son to LA to the premiere of Jesus Revolution. And it was a moment for, I was like that he got to see like, oh, this is a massive film by a massive production company. And these are Christian people. It just made my heart happy as a mama, you know, to be like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, this yeah. industry. Well, yeah. yeah, it's possible yeah. to do something like this. Mm-hmm. So it's really- yeah, and We're really hearing cool.
1: from, yeah, I'm hearing from college students and stuff who will say, now that I, after the chosen, I now believe I can apply so my faith and stories to this, to this industry when I didn't think so before. So that's been awesome to hear. So good. Uh, th- th- when it comes to theaters, yeah, I mean- when we released that Christmas special a few years ago and it did fourteen million dollars in the box office based on a short film mm-hmm. like a, you know a forty five minute episode and 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 music musicians and stuff like that, you go wow this is this is an opportunity to really uh and I don't like to use the word compete because I'm not saying I don't think that we're when we're in a theater that means others can't be." Oh, I, I do believe that art should have lots of different perspectives shown, mm-hmm. but we re, we realized in the last couple of times we've released episodes of the show in theaters that um, not only can it do very well uh, and and not only generate income, but be a place for new people to discover the show, to expand the reach of the show, and quite frankly, just for our fans to experience it with other people and mm-hmm. to see it on a big screen with the sound and the, the, the visuals. And even though they know they're going to get to watch it free
2: mm-hmm. soon, their After, littler, on their smaller screen.
1: Whatever they want to do. <laughs> they, they, they know I can watch it for free. I could wait if I wanted to. Yeah. But there's value to seeing it on the big screen and seeing a story. I think the greatest story ever told deserves the greatest medium ever invented yeah. for displaying uh, stories like this. So it's been a really cool opportunity. And I do encourage people to, to, to see it in theaters if they can. But the good news is if you can't, if you can't afford it or you can't, you're just not a theater person. Of course, you're going to eventually get to watch it for free in your home. And that's great. And that's great, too.
2: And all of that, all of the above. But also, it is the one cool piece it's been to watch um, because God has had us off-roading on this project in such a way where we didn't even have access to the normal um, avenues and how mm-hmm. things were done. We were Dallas was just constantly having to come up with new ways to release and distribute. Putting a television show into a theater was new with The Chosen. And is now actually Hollywood's following, which is a really weird thing to see that the Christians actually did something new. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we
1: weren't, yeah, we weren't following, we weren't,
2: we weren't following. Just copying we were just, someone we're else. Some people are, trying to survive. Let's yeah, be honest. But yeah. also, it's cool because now Hollywood is like, oh, television shows can go into theaters, and and now the theater world is being revived a little bit, and um, the content that is selling the most i mean if you look at the box office over the la- over the course of the last year you'll see that a lot of content that is doing really well is is the um, is great stuff stuff mm. that we want out there yeah. messages we want out there and so that's been a really fun thing too that we kind of backed into not even intending but um as far as being missional goes i mean there's nothing cooler than actually going to the spaces that we as kids were told to not go to and to Mm. see that it's successful and to see that it's actually leading in some ways is really cool.
0: I love that so much. And Dallas, if you can't say it, I'll say it. You guys are competing with um, the other people out there who are making TVs and movies. And I love it. That I feel like it's like you said, I don't want to say competing, but like you are. And you're actually like it's not like you're like, oh, the Christians are like, let's let the Christians have a little spot at the table as well. I feel like you're like, oh, here we have a seat at this table. Like we're at the table. You feel that, yeah, don't you? Yeah, one of
1: my favorite yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite moments, the only reason I say not competing is I, I yeah, I would agree. We are I think competing for hearts and minds uh when it comes to, to to faith and 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 morals and you know, especially the younger generation. But one of the coolest moments, I don't care anymore. I really don't about numbers, about rankings, about anything like that. But when 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 you when when you when I turned on and this happened for a couple months, turn on our Amazon Prime app to watch movies and TV, and you see in the top ten on Amazon, uh, there was a, there was one day where The Chosen was was ranked fourth on all of Amazon, and right next to it was Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome that's that we are awesome. right next to Cocaine Bear, <laughs> that we're not just in this safe, protected bubble where only. People of faith are going to come, yeah. come see it, but that it's out there and that people are discovering it anew because it's in spaces that we wouldn't have expected uh, and don't normally see Jesus um, mm-hmm. and Bible content is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I I will watch a, a wide range of films, but I had zero desire to see a bear on cocaine. Um, okay. So you guys, the, the specials coming out, you can get tickets in the theater near you. I'll put a link in the show notes, all this stuff. I want to ask you before we go, you just wrapped up season four. It's coming out in the early 2024. What are some things we can expect to see in 2024? Just a little, just a few little nuggets, Dallas.
1: Yes. Well, um, as people are seeing through, uh, you know, by now that they're that they're hearing this are teaser trailers and whatnot. Um, I will admit, it is a sad season. Um, not totally, but but there's there's some sadness. There's a lot of contrast in the season: death and life, uh, light and darkness, bitter and mm-hmm. sweet. Um, that that is the the Christian life that is following Jesus, and in this season, it's more it's more evident than ever. Um, they you you do see um, sadness. I mean, this is the season where John. the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Mm. Uh, That takes place in this season. And it wasn't just because he was soon going to be dying. Uh, We do know that where the story is going, spoiler alert. We do know that there's sadness coming. But it's because he was weeping over Jerusalem. He was weeping over the religious leaders not getting it. He was weeping over his own disciples needing to to see bad things so that they could be prepared for worse things. He was sad that they weren't quite getting it that they weren't quite getting his mission, that every time he would talk about, okay, just so you guys know, I'm going to die. I'm, I mean, he actually explicitly said this. We forget this. But in the Gospels, he was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again. And you guys are going to also experience persecution. And they're like, yeah, we hear you. But um, can we talk about who's the greatest? You sit on your right hand Like, and, and can I sit on your right yeah. hand in the kingdom and sit on your left hand? Yeah. And he's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And it, the, the humanity of his followers, uh, I think, well, not I think I know, saddened mm-hmm. him. And it saddened that human part of him. We know Jesus was God. We also know he was man, and the human part of him was sad and frustrated by the human, uh, the humanity of those around him, and mm. the limited knowledge that they had. And he was like, "Okay, the only way I can do this, the only way I can show you the truth, the only way you can see the gospel, is for me to die." Mm. And um, and 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 that's it's not only sad because of what it's what's to come, because it's going to be brutal and painful and all those things that caused him to say, God, Father God, please take this cup from me. But, um, it's sad that he had to do it, Mm. that that was the only way for them to see it and to understand and, and to also have their sins for, you know, forgiven. Mm.
2: Um, But I will say though, too, and this is, this is actually not a shameless plug. It's actually, it's actually, um, what I, when, when I read the scripts and I do the, the, um, Bible studies that that walk in tandem with the show um, the con the, the subject matter of our season four Bible study is suffering except it's not suffering. I kept thinking it's suffering we're talking about suffering. how am I going to t- spend eight weeks talking about suffering mm-hmm. and what it actually ended up being about was that God's goodness eclipses our suffering mm. and so I think that actually comes through in season four is that it right. is su- it is sad very mm-hmm. sad but you do see um, throughout, the Gospels, and you do see throughout the show, and you do through, see throughout our study how's, how God good, God's goodness actually overlaps mm-hmm. and is bigger than, and the, the, the thing that God is doing through in and through our suffering is bigger and better than the suffering itself. So I think that theme comes through too.
0: And I think that's a conversation that humanity needs at every decade of our lives, is that we need a reminder. Amanda, do your Bible studies come out like this coincide? Do they come out the same time as the season?
2: They do. They include, uh, script excerpts. And so we always have to flow af- a little after the show. So every, um, and I, and I do say we are all about the Bible first. And so our studies are not, um, a supplement to the show. The show supplements the studies because the, the, the word of God is the, the, in the spotlight of the studies, but we do bring alongside, you know, the themes of the show. So if you're watching the show, you can, there's, there's, Crossover.
1: Yes, yeah, so we have, and we have devotional books too uh, uh, that are different from the Bible studies. It's called The Chosen 40 Days with Jesus, and we do that every every year. And that, those do come out a little bit before the season. Yeah, goes, no we spoilers in we those. don't give as many spoilers, mm-hmm. but we do take you <laughs> deeper into the stories, deeper into the scriptures, deeper into the eyes and ears of those who follow Jesus. Because when you see Jesus through the eyes of those who actually met him, you can be changed and impacted in the same way they were. That's what the devotionals are about, as well as the Bible studies.
0: You guys, I am just so excited for this Christmas special and um, season four coming up. And I think, am, am I right, Dallas? Are we expecting six seasons total? Seven. 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 Yeah. Of course it would end on seven, not on six. Silly, Jamie. Yes, um, yes, yes. Seven exactly. seasons. <laughs> do you have them all written?
1: Well, I wish. Um, oh, no, okay. We have <laughs> was, season five. Was
2: he up last night until four in the morning again, writing <laughs> yes. just season five? He yes.
1: was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so we do have them outlined. We do know where they're going. Obviously, we have some resource material, uh, some source material that helps guide that so we we do know where we're going. We have we 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 have the ending in mind. We've worked our way backwards. They're plotted out. They're outlined. But no, uh, we have not written season six and Which seven. Which
2: I've, I've decided every successful show. I'm telling my film uh, students. Son, this now. I'm like. I think every show should start at the end and outline their seasons you meaning see, as they're
1: as they're planning it yeah as they're yeah. planning
2: it rather than writing according to how it's doing because I actually find this to be so much better written actually than a lot that's out there that goes oh like TV shows that find success and then they just keep writing and, and then they what's just happening yeah mm-hmm. this show knows where it's going they've worked backwards it's all outlined which is why not a moment of your time is wasted and everything is I love it the goal so it's pretty cool.
0: Well, Dallas and Amanda, thanks for coming on the happy hour. And I'm just like in the weirdest way, just proud of all the things that you guys are doing because it just makes me, my heart so happy to know that people are getting exposed to, to Jesus in a new and fresh way and a lot of people for the very first time and hoping that that pushes them towards the word and towards God. And so I'm just really happy for you guys. And thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, Jamie, appreciate you having us on. I hope we can do it again.
0: The Happy Hour is produced and hosted by myself, Jamie Ivy, with assistance from Nikki Ogden and Ashley Caldwell, and the show is edited by Jason Tally.